everybody. We're back in full effect. What is yep. up? How's it going? You know, it's cold. It's the last month in yeah. 2020. And we've been in one hell of a fucking year. Um, Jesus. You know, I just feel like I'm in the best place mentally, physically, emotionally, and everything all about that. And within wrestling, there's been some huge things happening. We came off of Survivor Series, and we're going into War Games this Sunday, which I was surprised that just snuck up on me like that. I was like, really? This Sunday? Right. <laughs> no, I knew it was coming soon because, I mean, once they had the whole War Games team assembled, I knew, like, the last NXT would be for finding out who that last person is, which we all knew it was going to be EO. Right, I was just like, really, this Sunday, though? I, I yeah. thought it would be, like, another week. No, nah, Shotzi's going to die in two days. Well, shit. Um, yeah, and uh, I'm scared for her. Um, I love her. I hope she... Um, I mean, she's going to do something crazy. She's going to do something nuts. But, you know, I'm prepared uh, for it. saying that, like, she didn't do something crazy in that ladder match she had with... Um, she did. Tale. She did, but this is war games, Asia. Yeah. She's yeah. going to top herself. Mm-hmm, she is. <laughs> and, you know... You know uh, let's go go ahead and do the prayer circle and all that, you know. Um, five, um, yes. a few seconds of silence. I, I, I'm not a praying man, but you know what? I can I can put my hands to this. Yeah. Oh, Father God. <laughs> and, and, and you know that there you go. Like Shotzi, I hope you know she if she comes out of this with no injuries of any form, she ain't human. Just like Jeff Hardy, he ain't yeah. human after yeah. what happened on Monday. Clearly, we have to do some kind of DNA test between the two. I, I would like to know what the fuck they are taking because the way my body be going, I be painting every other fucking week. No, I'm you sorry. No, no, I'm actually to the point where I might start to think they're related. <laughs> Maybe Jeff and Shotzi. Like, I, I need to know what the hell are they doing with their bodies? Like, what what are they taking? What is Jeff Hardy taking? What is taking all these crazy, what is taking Jeff- all these crazy bumps now? And it seems like Jeff, Jeff was not injured. He was okay no, after that one bump he did. He the swanton head first into the steel steps. And he's somehow okay? No concussion, no nothing. I mean, he held his head. That's about it. But still, like... And people, say, and people say he, like, held his head on the way down. No, he held his head. It looked like after he hit it. If anything. Just to make sure he was okay. But, my God. So, like, oh, you, I mean, you know it's a crazy spot when we forget for, we forget that Elias got electrocuted. In that match. Yeah, that too. Like, that's... That match was kind of wild. I mean, I mean, the feud is lame, but that match was wild, man. Look, that one segment when, like, Jeff grabbed his beard was, like, the funniest shit. <laughs> Just got his beer backstage and threatened him. I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> not 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 grabbing him by the throat. Not, you know, grabbing by the shirt. By the, by, the by the beer. And it's like it's like the feud was stupid because like Elias, I mean, you don't watch SmackDown. See if you, I was, you don't see if I was Elias, I'd just grab Jeff by the earring. You didn't watch SmackDown to notice that, you know, Jeff was clear and in the go. And he did not do that shit. And Sheamus was the one that framed him. You should be having beef with Sheamus. He's on the raw brand. It's pretty Both dumb. It's pretty dumb. Like, you, I mean, but then again, during that time, I understand no one was watching SmackDown because, you know, Braun was champion. So. Exactly. So, you know. Thank um, you, Roman. Yeah, thank you, Roman. He saved wrestling. He saved men's wrestling he once did. again. 
speaking of that, um, he, I mean, he will probably be winning many awards uh, for that. And yeah. something we're going to be doing, we're doing yeah. year-end awards again, guys. Well, yeah, we're going to do that by the end of the fucking month. And I already have the most of the categories all set up. I have most of my, I have a lot of my winners already. <laughs> um, but we'll have to see how the year keeps going because, you know, yeah. uh, that War Games match could end up being a match of the year contender potentially. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely looking towards that match because that's going to be amazing. I mean, especially with how the first uh, women's War Games match went. People still talk about that match to this day. Yes. Um, so we got a lot to look yeah. forward to. It's going to be great. We have so many like great matches this year, especially during oh, this yeah. whole pandemic era in within wrestling. We got like just so many like this year has been polarizing when it comes to wrestling. It has. It's been just you know, and it just shows how the wrestlers have, how the wrestlers have been able to adapt with no crowds. How they've they've been able to like everything has changed for them, but they still are able to put on great content. Um, despite certain things, they just they normally don't have right now. Some of the best matches are without the crowds or cinematics, or yes, which which we, which we will have a separate category for cinematic matches because of how many we've had this year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, it's just a lot of great great stuff. I mean, there's been a lot of shit too. Mm-hmm. A lot of shit. Um, but you know, go like, on. <laughs> Mm, um, as far as promos go, you could say Drew, and as far as anything outside of his wrestling, you could say Drew. Um, he, I don't want to. I mean, he's, I mean, he's way better, way better than Braun. I'll say that he's just boring to me. Like you know, and I'll, I'll give him this. He's intense in the ring, especially with that match he had with Roman at Survivor Series. Fucking amazing match. But amazing match. I'm not tuning into Raw for him. He's boring. Okay. He's that boring ass white man that yeah he's a try hard. Um okay like I'm sorry I'm not seeing it with him. Some of y'all do, but I can't take away from his ending ability. But he is boring. I'm sorry. Anytime that man comes on my TV, I just tune out immediately. Yeah. He could be doing great things on Raw like y'all claim he is, but he's boring me to shit. Oh my god, my uh... I'll watch an entire match. <laughs> Before I'll sit through a Drew McIntyre promo, that's just that's just how I see it. If you guys hear um, lawn mowing sounds, um, yeah, they're doing our yard right now for some reason. Well, well I don't, I don't, I don't hear. Oh, that. good, okay, just making sure. But um, yeah, no, like this year's been very polarizing as far as just quality and you know, yeah. like some of the best matches we've gotten have been with no crowds, and some, and there have been some. Promos that have benefited with no crowds. Yeah, like, like you know the Edge, Edge and Randy promos Edge's, they were having on yeah, Edge's promos, like Bailey, Roman. Uh, I feel like Roman Reigns, as far as his trash talking in the ring, yes. is better without a crowd. And honestly, yeah. I kind of wish they wouldn't do so many pumped in cheers and boos because I want to hear what Roman has to say. That's uh, why I'm like, you know... It's a little pet peeve of mine, because, you know... That's why I don't miss the crowds. Like, people are like, you need to... Like, I understand you might need the crowd for matches. For that... For like, that ener- for I, that ener- I get it. For the energy, for the, like... 
I mean, we all love hearing like a big pop for like a return or but like. I know. do not miss these racist ass crowds that or these crowds that be like doing the what chance so they can be fucking cool doing, mm-hmm. um, you know, a minority like you know Oscar or Drade when they cutting a promo and they saying what all the fucking time. Like I do not miss that shit. Like, you know, fuck no, fuck, fuck no wrestling fans, wrestling fans, like, yeah. We suck, and you know I'm glad yeah, the pandemic do. took that away. I'm glad the pandemic took away certain things, and you know, <laughs> certain things couldn't happen, and it made it for the better. I mean, but but I mean, I guess AEW has some cr- uh, crowds there now, and you know, and and they're done for that. <sighs> it's it is what it is, and don't don't they tell them what the chant? Just like uh, WWE tells the um, Thunderdome people what to do. Yeah, and it's stupid. So there you go. So what's the point? No, I just don't like actual people there. Like, actual crowd, like... Right. You don't want these crowds ruining your shows. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. They can, because when they're good, they can add to it, but when they're not, it's bad. Yeah, so, you know... Because great crowds do add to shows. I don't care what anyone says. They but do. yeah, you got you got the ones that just want to do everything they can to just get themselves over and not the actual product that's in the fucking ring right now. Exactly. So. Like, no, no, little Timothy, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to pay attention <laughs> to what Roman Reigns is fucking saying. Little Timothy. No, I do not care that you're fucking proposing in the fucking crowd. Take that oh, shit outside. God. Fuck that you shit. And your marriage. I hope she breaks up with you and take half your fucking money. I hate that shit. I really wow. should. <laughs> the worst. I love when Paul Heyman just shut down that fucking proposal that one time. Fucking clown. And she only worst. said yes because she hasn't been near a real man like Brock Lesnar. Mm, that's sad. No, that was great. And Brock was laughing his ass off. It was, it was good stuff. But yeah, we got that and we're going to be discussing some things within each award and then tell you why we say this person won this award. We yeah, already yeah. know what our y'all already know who our overrated match of the year is going to. We said it many times beforehand. Of course. It's the easy one. hmm And if you've heard my things, you probably know who my wrestler of the year is going to be. But you yes. know, this is just things you're going to have to find out unless uh, you know just in case you don't. Just in case you've been living under a rock and all that stuff. Uh, or just in case you just don't listen to our podcast, which is understandable. Yeah. But, um, speaking of which, let's let's fucking get started. First of all, okay, anything outside of the main shows and all that shit you want to get into? So are we counting impact? Uh, are you... Want- like, I guess. I mean, unless unless you, unless if you want to unless if you want to review Impact. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I want to talk about Impact because, like, again, they've been doing this whole women's tag team tournament thing. Jazz is in it. You know, the C stars who I gotta be looking more into them because I did not know who they are until they came across Impact, and they had a really competitive match against Tasha Steeles and Kira Hogan, and they looked like like Impact. They should sign them. For this woman's tag, we about to say they're gonna look like they look like stars. <sighs> Steve, <laughs> pun intended, I guess. Yes. Um, 
But yeah, I I gotta research them and like because they look great in that match and you know um so they are Impact is doing a very good job with this whole women's tag team tournament for these women's tag team titles like you got Jazz Killer Kelly okay oh. like, and I know Killer Kelly's having visa issues and all that but if Impact can like find a way to fix that and help her out she'll be a great addition to that Impact. Women's division. Okay, I want to see Killer Kelly versus Deanna Perrazzo for that knockout title. I want to see that shit. I want to see. Think we all want, I think we all want to see that. Yeah. I want to see her have all these great showcases because she looked good. Okay, she like how NXT UK and Triple H dropped the ball on her while she was in in that brand is mind boggling. It's it's truly like with all the talent. I mean, I get the UK women's talent is there's a lot of it, but like. You could be showcasing I mean, you, you her over like, but yeah, it's a very shallow division, and they were only focusing on Tony Storm, Kaylee Ray, and Rhea Ripley for the longest time, and now they're just and, mainly focusing and, on Kaylee Ray, Viper, and Jenny. So it's like I mean, well, I'm talking about right now because I'm I'm talking now because you also have Valkyrie, you also have Amal, yeah. you also have um, like yeah. Aaliyah James, like you yeah, know. but still, like there was no excuse why you couldn't showcase Killer Killer no, more than just a no, fucking. She was it. so good. There was she was too good to just ignore, especially after she was in the Mayon Classic, and you know she showed out there too. Makes no what? sense. Yeah. Like the impact, you know one. One company's trash is another company's treasure. Killer yeah. Kelly is fucking killing it right now, as she always does, as she always mm-hmm. has. Yes. And um, I hopefully, you know, impact, they fix and help her with that visa situation. And if they sign her and use her and let her be utilized to the best of her abilities so she can showcase herself and have all these great potential views for her, great. Massive, massive, I am willing massive. to go to Twitch every fucking week to watch Killer Kelly. And that's saying something for this fucking Twitch. Yeah, I mean, shit, I'll do it. I'll huh? do it. I have no shame in it. You know, Impact has been yeah. able to get me to watch their product. There's still some questionable things I see, like, you know, TJ Perkins, unfortunately. Uh-huh. And Josh Matthews' commentary. But, you of know, course, when, get him out. But um, eight times out of ten, you know, Impact is a way different product than it was a couple of years ago. Like it feels Definitely. fresh, it feels different. The knockouts division is great. Like you got so many different yeah. stories, so many different <laughs> women, so many different characters. Like everyone, each woman feels different than the last woman. Once it's not te- just, oh. once, I feel like once Tesla left, it really gave them like an opening yeah. for all these talents to really showcase. You know, Deanna just broke. Like De- she immediately Deanna, broke out. That main you event. got Deanna. You got Taya. You got Rosemary. Oh yeah, yeah. And- like you have, like you have the breakout stars like Deanna and Killer Kelly and stuff. But you also have like the long term stays, like you know, like Sue Young and Rosemary. Rosemary's been there for fucking ever at this point, and yeah, she's, she's been like there a since con- 2016, 2017, I think. Like she's always been a consummate for that division. Uh, yeah. Taya as well. Yeah. You know. You got Tasha Steeles. Um, yeah, Kira Hogan. Hogan. Yeah, you have a legitimate tag team. It's like, it's yes. like. And you got already. Havoc and Nevaeh. Like, you got so many different women and elements. And unfortunately, they lost um, Kylie Ray this year. And, you know, yeah. she retired. But still, like, they just been able to have a very stable, mixed amount of women in which to have great wrestling, 
good storylines. They're like, you got this whole women's tag team thing. You got the uh, women's title picture. You got non-title fuse. You got all these. Even Tennille, she's shining. Like, I feel like I've been yeah. very invested in Tennille since she's come back. So, and even Jordan Grace, like, I've not been the biggest fan of her, but with this whole jazz thing, I feel, and, you know, her feud with They, they gel really Deanna, well. Or, you know, the feud with Deanna she just had. I was like, she's been doing better. So She's I doing feel, quality. Like, they're all doing quality stuff. Yes, I feel like there's not really one person other than Kimberly that's lacking. Uh, yeah, fuck. Yeah, no. Kimberly can. Yeah, no. no. Yeah. So, she's just like, there. But yeah, like, I'm just. I've been very impressed from what I've seen. Obviously, you've seen more. Um, yeah. I've, I watched the Deanna Jordan Grace matches there. Yeah. My God, they're so good. Like, and I get anyone's reasoning not to watch Impact, and I know yeah. the main reason is Josh Matthews, and he uh, is the worst commentator in wrestling, look, and it will I always just, do that. Yeah, and I turn that motherfucker down, and I just want strictly the show. And guess what? Your you your enjoyment is there. You enjoy it very much with him on mute. Yes, and so right. I I watch for the knockouts division. I watch for Alex Shelley. And it's great that he's back. Oh, 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 how could we forget about Alex Shelley? He just, you know, he just came back. Yeah. Um, you know, he's blessing your TL and your um screen with his face. Yeah, he's hot, and he's a great wrestler. And he, his mind, when it comes to wrestling, and when it comes to innovative move sets and um submission holes, is just. I love, how, I love how your voice immediately gets so soft when you talk about Alex Shelley. Yeah, because he's like one of the few men in wrestling that's actually hot to me. Yes. Him, Mustafa, yes. Uh, Mustafa, Roman. Yes. Um, yeah. And Archer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think so, another said Archer. So, you know, that that's just the main thing. And Right. They had Jazz. She wrestled with Jordan Grace against Killer Kelly and Renee Michelle. Renee Michelle, you know, she's a really good seller, and she got she. Well, number one, she's hot. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, you know, Drake Maverick's hot wife. Yeah. You know. but, but you know, she, she's kind of overshadowing Drake Maverick now. <laughs> but she was in the Mayo Classic um a couple of years ago, and then she was on TV on Raw when it came to the twenty four seven title thing, and then. You know, I mean, but she's a good seller. She knows how to what the facial expressions and all that. I wanted to see what more she could bring to the table when it comes to her moveset and all that. But, I mean, she did decently. I love Killer Kelly. Okay, she's great. She's amazing. Seeing her and go at it, I was like, I want more. Like, please, Impact. If you can find a way to work her situation with her visa so she could stay in the States... I would be happy. Well, we could just get Jazz versus Killer Kelly. Come on now. And Killer Kelly versus Deanna Peraza. That would be a Jordan Grace, like, they were having, like, this whole stalemate in the beginning of the match. I was like, I I like this. I want this. I I want more of this. Like, please. Yes. And, you know, again, Jordan Grace, I cannot deny her in-ring ability. She's really fucking good. Oh, I can't deny that. It's just, you know, she's problematic on the social media and with her relationship. I I never found her problematic. I just found her corny. Mm-hmm. I just find her kind of corny sometimes. She is corny. 
But, you know. I mean, she did her whole TNA. Well, uh, uh, she did a little dream match thing on her Twitter account, and it had to do with a certain thing that happened. And since we're talking about Impact, you know what? Let's just start it off with the two things that happened on a little show called AEW Dynamite. And I know you probably groaned inside. I just, okay. Um, a lot of wild shit happened on Dynamite, for once. For once, a lot of stuff actually happened on the show. And really, it was just two major things, but they were very, very major things. Um, Want to just get into the first one? The man called Man Stang. called Stang. Man called Stang. Grandfather called Stang. Um, yeah, yeah, Sting is back. Yeah, he showed up out of nowhere. We heard no rumors. We we haven't even heard That's, Sting's name in the, years. The most, the most I would think it was is that people wanted the Sting thing in AEW for the Darby Allen thing. And guess what? Y'all got that. Okay, they were, and it seems like it'll be Reddit people or you know fancy booking wrestling fans that would want Sting to be in AEW mainly for the Darby Allen. Like with um, potentially a feud or a or um just manager man, manager role oh yeah something like that but I'm like okay I look at Sting and I look at his like what he did in WCW and all that stuff and I look at Darby Allen and besides you know similarities of them wearing face paint and not really being in anyone else's corner or um them just watching watching people from like distant the places or distant places yeah like there's not really all that much similarities between them besides that shit besides that so it's like okay why like why do y'all want that beyond y'all why why that's what i'm trying to figure out if darby allen if that shit what with darby that? allen had not come out i would probably be more excited for this than i am no no <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm excited for. I'm not like. It's, there's no like what passing of the torch you can fucking do with this because they're not that similar. That not like no. It's not like Sting is. Darby Allen is not Sting's son or anything like that. Darby Allen is not the next thing. Darby Allen is none of that. Darby Allen is not going to be that guy that just never signs with the big company like Sting was. It's. Darby Allen is not Sting of the modern day era within the wrestling. He's not. There is no Sting of the modern day era. There is not. So I'm just trying to understand why people are like this with that. It's like... Like, uh okay. Like, the visual is not... The visual is great. Like, the visual is great. Like, it's... And maybe, and maybe, even though I have no faith in their writing, if they could write this storyline well, if they can, you know, do these vignettes that can really get this over, you know, mazel tov to them. But Sting's return, okay, let me just get my full thoughts on. It is smart for them to have Sting return because, first of all, it's fucking, it's easy, like, no, no, it's, first of all, easy money. Easy fucking money you're going to make. Number one, okay, you know, we, well, I mean, and- we, we already saw the Pro Wrestling Tees merch uh, numbers already. They're yeah, through the fucking I mean, let, let's just go across the board. Viewership, 
you know, the numbers, AEW, the, the buzz, everything. Uh, T- the fact that they're on TNT, which the last yeah. match on TNT for Nitro was Sting versus Flair. Yes. So, okay. you know, you have that 19-year difference, not 18, Jim Can Ross. Can you do math, JR? Do math, bitch. Literally, Tony Schiavone said, we, we haven't seen Sting since 2001. And immediately, Jim Ross says, 18 years. Bitch, we're in 2020, not 2019. Please get it the fucking together, ho. Fuck off, Jim Ross. So, you know, like, yeah, it makes sense. You know, viewership, all that, all that shit. People kill for nostalgia. People love that nostalgia shit. So it makes sense. I'm not knocking AEW for that. But, you know, I'm, I don't, and then grew up on that WCW shit. I don't care for that WCW shit. So I don't care for Sting when outside of that. I know Sting as the man that Triple H beat at WrestleMania 31 when he shouldn't have. And, you know, still buckle bombed him twice into a tourist retirement at Night of Champions 2013. That's what I know him as. As far as my watching of Sting, like the only, like the earliest memories of Sting I watched of him live was Main Event Mafia. Um, and then before that, it's just, you know, all the WWE, you know, DVDs and home videos and, you know, just watching Sting from the 90s. And, no, he was great. He was fantastic. Yeah, he could work in the ring. He was a great athlete. All that stuff. But here's the thing. We heard When we heard it was a full-time, multi-year contract, the first thing we were thinking was, like, for the love of God, do not. You are not going to have this fucker wrestle, are you? You're not going to have this fucker wrestle. And apparently he's not. Thank fucking God. Hope not. That was my first... Like, that was, ever, even, that okay, was all, of our, that was all of our first worry. Are they actually dumb enough to have this man wrestle? He was washed He was washed in 2015 in the match with Seth Rollins. I mean, he wasn't even washed. His back got fucked up. And he's 61. Yeah. The man is older than The Undertaker. And we got tired of the fucking Undertaker within the last couple of years. And we were like, get on with it. Just stop. Now I, think, now, I think Sting is a little better conditioned than Undertaker. But it doesn't take away from the fact he's 61 years old. He's old. Like, I'm tired of seeing old men come out of wrestling. Uh, or just come out of retirement just to wrestle and take up time when they shouldn't have. But they can put the new guys over. I don't care. I, I don't mean, when most that. of the time they don't, like Goldberg... I don't need to see it. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't need to see Sting on TV. Like I, the only young guy Goldberg quote unquote put over is Braun Strowman, and look how that worked out. I don't need to see. Oh, I, I don't. And what can Sting do on t- on AEW programming? There'll be all that for what? Se- like maybe cinematics, maybe segments, maybe like promos. Sure, because Sting can cut a promo. I'm not like he can cut a damn promo. But what he's just gonna po- point his bat at every other person until you know that gets tiring, right? What he's just gonna wear the face mask and just appear and like disappear the next fucking month? Like, what can he fucking do? Is he just gonna be in the rafters? Like, it's so cool. Like that moment, I, it it was what it was. It was cool. I, I like I, I kind of like the snowing effect they had with him. But even in 2015, I didn't care for the motherfucker. I didn't care for him. 
in 2014 when he showed that Survivor Series. I didn't care for him in 2014, 2015. I didn't care for him now because that nostalgic shit don't work on me. It don't. There's only a few men from their old past days that I'm willing to take now. And that's probably Edge for like a couple more feuds or matches. And then I'll be like, okay, you should. And, and The Rock. Yeah. And that's for the Roman thing. And that The Rock <laughs> is actually fucking good and he can go. Cause, you know, I mean, the last time we saw him, he was good and he could go. Okay. That's just, you know, but. It's like, I'm always screaming for Ray to retire because I'm tired of him and how dare he booked on me his fucking family. I want him to get off my TV. I love, I, oh, I love you, Ray. You're one of the best ever. Man, this booking of your family is my ass. Like, just, like, you know, send a daughter off to college. Um, Dominic is yeah. like, I had hope for you, but they just like, and you're a MAGA too, so it's like, you know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, let's like, be real. Seth Rollins made him. He made him at SummerSlam. And then, you know, Ray, like, he's not bad, Ray. He's actually, he can go. He's still like, great. I, he's still I great. I don't care. Like, they killed all the, you know, remaining interests I had in Ray. So it's like, you know, retire. Yeah. Retire go, while you can, reti- no, no, retire while you can still wrestle. While, you, while yeah. you're still good. Like, he's not, he's not making that product entertaining. Ray Mysterio's not making that SmackDown product any t- entertaining. He's not, you're not watching. You're not watching Smack. You're not ago. watching SmackDown for Rey Mysterio. I'm not watching Ray. I'm not watching SmackDown to see Rey Mysterio get his ass kicked for the ten thousand fucking time because that's what he does. He just gets his ass kicked. Or for him to allow his nineteen-year-old daughter to date a thirty-two-year-old man. Or get his mask taken off with like the. 9, or or to, or for him to get his eye back. <sighs> yeah, that's somehow. Oh yeah, happens. he got his eye back somehow. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's, it's it's a miracle. It's a Yay. surgery. Surgical miracle. Yay. Yay. But it's like, you know, I want him gone. I want Goldberg to never come back. Um, never. Want, Fuck Goldberg. Fuck Goldberg. Like, Roman Reigns does not need fucking Goldberg. He don't. You he idiot. fucking don't. Fuck I'm him. sorry. There are other people on that SmackDown roster that Roman can wrestle and not let it be Goldberg. The only man I'm willing to take from the old times that you know, storyline wise, that will fit, and that Roman can do something with him is The Rock. Uh-huh. And you want him to retire him? Yes, retire. Like that's what should happen. Oh, oh, I do not want to see old people come, old men come back. Oh, like you know, nostalgic women. Yes, I want to take them because they should get more than what they gotten during that time. Like Lita, she should come back for one more match. I'm taking Jans right now. I'll take some. Women oh, from yeah. you know the Divas era and the attitude era to come back and help the current women's division, but men, oh, yeah. no, Victoria, I'm over men's wrestling, and I'm over you know old ass men that can't fucking go, and then y'all try to book them into dream matches, and then you wondering why I said dream matches fucking sucking because their bodies are broken down and they're past their fucking prime, and then y'all want like. You want staying in a managerial role for Darby Allen, and you think that shit gonna be hot takes? No, because I mean, I'll, I'll look past the sexual assault thing and him being abusive for a fucking moment. Okay, I'm gonna take that aside, push that to the side. See, Darby uh, Allen yeah. does not need a fucking manager. Yeah, he doesn't. He does not need a manager. He, as a talent, he's good enough on his own. Okay. He really just is. like Nala Rose does not need a manager, and she should not be fucking. She should not be with Vicky Guerrero. Vicky Guerrero and, is and, not and, fucking and, Nala and Rose. My, right and, now. 
And here's my thing. No, here's my thing. My fear of Sting managing Darby is that he's going to fucking overshadow Darby. He is. He's going to take away from Darby so much because everyone kills Because Darby Sting. just became TNT champion. He just became the mid, you know, like your mid-card champion. He is going to take away. That is going to hurt him. Not that, you know, I should care because he's a fucking abuser. Exactly. <laughs> well, I, so it, I, but I, it's I, like I, the, I, the point with Vane's like, really? Really? Uh-huh. Like, so I, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm like being a it'd be like it, it, it would be like if you, it'd be like if you saddled Matt Riddle with like Rob Van Dam as a manager. You know, it's like, like people really care about Rob Van Dam in like 20. Um, um, um well, no, unless he has Katie Forbes with him. Fair enough, fair enough. And even then, Katie, we we Katie Forbes kind of got exposed recently too. So yeah, because she wants to be out here defending herself wearing a Confederate. Fucking shirt, like a dumb bitch. Uh, can't believe I considered getting her OnlyFans. Only considered. No. Yeah. No. But um. And also, yeah, this thing is a way bigger star than RVD. I just try to think of a good comparison. But you yeah, know, like... yeah, Darby does not need Sting. Um, and unless if they do some really good storytelling with them, which look. If you have some good writers there, which they don't, uh, you could do some great things with Darby and Sting. I would be excited if, you know, you had, like, a Ryan Ward there or a fucking, like, I don't know, someone that actually knows how to write good wrestling storylines. Like, we've only had a couple good ones in AEW. You had the MJF um, Cody one. That was good. You had, like, maybe a couple others. I don't even know. As far as, like, Anybody, anybody like who watches AEW, like name me like three great story, actual great storylines from that promotion. I don't watch AEW, so I can't speak on that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see. Um, Glad Sting is. I mean, good, good to see Sting. Uh, good, good to see. You know, they they got their they they got their easy merch money. Not good to see his hairline receding. You know, put on the wig or cut his hair off. I mean, his hairline was receding when he came to WWE as well. Because, <laughs> you know, he's 61 years old! <laughs> 61! But, you know, WWE is the land of the old farts, right? Right? Yeah. But that's not the only thing that happened on AEW Dynamite, because we have yeah. the main event... Yeah. The world title match that we were all waiting for and for a lot of people dreading. John Moxley defends his world title Look. against Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega, Look. I will. I, no, let, I want to say this first because I'll give them this. They gave Kenny a year, year and a half to not be in that main event scene. And honestly, that was way longer than I expected them to do it. I expected them to push Kenny well, way faster than they did. Look, well, I feel like they didn't want to do that because they were already having the EVPs like Cody and the Young Bucks already being the title scene. And so if you do it with Kenny, it'd be like everybody, everyone would be fucking complaining. It's like, okay. I mean, yeah, that's the big thing. Yeah. And I think Kenny kind of did it for clout. Because, I mean, at one point he had a losing record and he was bragging about it on Twitter being like, okay, we get it. You're putting people over, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, wish he did that with Sunny Kiss, you fucking asshole. But, um... You know, still sour over that. 
Yeah. You know, we finally get to this match, and I knew the second we were getting this, Kenny was winning that belt. Because Moxley has had this belt for so long. Like, if you thought Kenny was not... If you thought Kenny was losing that night, I'm sorry. No. And I get... I kind of get it because, like, why do you not build this up for a fucking, like, big pay-per-view? I thought it was going to happen at the pay-per-view. I did not know it was legit happening until... Because you would think this would be a pay-per-view match. But, you know, once I saw that it was taking place at Daly's Place uh, on the next episode of AEW, I'm like, well... I guess they want to pop that rating. I guess they want to get Kenny the world title. I mean, they were pop. They were going to pop the rating with the same thing. So it's like, well, just I guess to add on to it, because they did say this would be the biggest episode of Dynamite ever. That's what they said, right? And you know, I mean, they 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 lived up to it as far as big. I wouldn't say it was the best or great, but you know, because I can't even tell you what else happened on that show. It was mainly, but. Those two things they got talked about. Um, the other thing was like Britt Baker versus um legit Layla, and then Thunder Rosa came out and attacked. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and oh my god, yeah, I love seeing Layla Curse. She's so good. Um, yeah. just, I I keep forgetting how short she is because Britt Baker towered over her. Yeah. Like holy shit. But, so like, um, good. But yeah, it was good seeing that. But um, yeah, like I didn't watch the match, but. And I, I watch- okay, I the, I thought their match, their hardcore match they had at fuck, what was the show? I think it wasn't Fighter Fest. It was the was fucking one after in? that. No, it was uh, all out. I think it was all out. <laughs> um, but um, you know, it was to me the most overrated match of that year. I thought they were just doing a hardcore spots just to do it. I've seen flashes of great Kenny Omega, like of past Kenny. So I, again, I haven't seen the match yet. Apparently it went fucking forever. And I figured this would be Kenny's heel turn. This would be the, finally the, you know, this, the buildup to Kenny turning heel would finally culminate here. He finally cheats to win. I didn't know exactly how he'd do it though, because Kenny Omega had a little help, not from the young bucks, as you'd expect. Not from Cody. Not from even Adam Page. From Don Callis. Don Callis, who we have not seen on AEW because, um, as you may remember, he is a member of Impact! <laughs> on Twitch. Impact on Twitch. Impact on Twitch. Yes, thank you. It's very important. That, that. Um, what the fuck? And... The way they did it, like Don Look, Cal- I, I get, I get the goal of what they're trying to do. I get it, like get, you know, no. impact. Okay, yeah, and- yeah, because at the very end, after it happens, because like Kenny, Kenny hit him with the microphone, hit him with his finisher, one, two, three, and they run off, and then the last thing you hear is, um, you know, someone's trying to interview them, and Don Cal says, "You're gonna find out this Tuesday on Impact." Yes, and we're like on. On what? <laughs> Excuse me? Yes. Um, but yeah, we're going to get Kenny Omega on Impact and AEW and Impact are working together. Your thoughts? Yeah. Now, okay, it's like, again, that, that seems like that's the goal here to have Impact and AEW and some sort of partnership. But if it's two things, if it's number one, this whole heel turn with Kenny Omega, 
and how it affect Moxley and the end of his reign. It's like that's the weakest way you can end his reign, Moxley. That was the oh. weakest way you can end it. All like, I saw, okay, this is my ignorance showing. All I saw from the finish was Kenny hitting him with the mic. I do not know exactly. Don Callis was getting involved, and then he drops down. He the like the mic comes into the ring. Kenny grabs the mic. He hits um John Moxley, and then he beats him. That 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 was how. <laughs> he just pinned him after a hit with the wow. Well, I mean, he probably hit his finisher too, but yeah, he hit him with okay. the mic. Okay. Yeah. But, but man, that that was the weak way. That was a weak way to turn Kenny heel. That was a weak way to end the Moxie's reign. And yeah, you were like, you know, but it protects him. It protects him. I'm like, but you could have had a better execution to get the heel turn and to protect yeah, you Moxie could have better execution. using Don yeah. Callis. I just don't, I mean, I just don't think, because like, you you were saying like, what does Moxley do from here? And I mean, he's I'm sure he'll be fine. Guy, he'll, like, he'll get, like, I mean, I'm sure he'll get his rematch. I'm sure my, like. My, my point is that you could have done this whole Kenny Moxley feud without the whole, like, you could have just announced the whole Impact AEW partnership without Kenny Omega. No, no. Without the whole Don Kelly's Kenny Omega thing. You get what I'm saying? I, I guess they. I get what you're saying. I guess they just wanted it to be like a big angle to then like, like make it a big bigger headline and result. I guess they wanted the shock value for it. Please, I understand just that. Debuted. That was gonna be the big thing coming out this fucking show. Yeah. No offense to Kenny McIntosh and that shitty ass ramen noodle hair. Sting <laughs> was the big thing coming out that fucking show. Exactly. Not no fucking Don Callis. Helping Kenny Omega win the fucking title that he probably could have won a while fucking back if you want to say that shit. You don't main event with Sting. You main event with Don. You should have main event with Sting. <laughs> I mean, like, you weren't gonna main. Event, you weren't gonna main event over the world title match. I mean, that wasn't gonna happen. But you know. Sure, sure. But, yeah, no. But he, a Don Callis appearance is not going to overshadow Sting. <laughs> like, no. Kenny okay. Omega winning the world title is not going to overshadow Sting. Most of everyone don't care about Kenny Omega. Everyone cares about Sting right now. Most of everyone don't care about Don Callis. They caring about Sting right now because then nostalgia trumps. Nostalgia trumps the whole create new star thing that everyone wants to go on about. Y'all motherfuckers are like y'all scream dirty and wrestling has not created any new stars, but yet y'all are the same one as well. Yay, like, Sting! It's Sting! Yay, Sting! The AEW! AEW! Like, get the fuck out of here with that. Like, so, stay consistent, guys. Like, that's my Please. main thing. So it's like, you might as if, if they AEW want to go for that nostalgia shit, you might as well just close it with Sting. Now, I will take this over bringing in an old talent and having him immediately beat your top stars and winning the world title, i.e. Goldberg. I mean, yeah, but like, if Sting is wrestling, wrestling, who's to say they won't do that with him? (laughs) Who's to say he won't beat Kenny Omega? Imagine the the reaction if if Sting was the one to end Kenny's reign. That would be fine. No, he would fucking love it. That would be fine. You would probably laugh the same way you laughed when The Fiend lost to Goldberg. 
Because you fucking laughed. I know you did. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and that's just my thoughts and all that, you know. Um, but if this whole thing with Impact and AEW is not just used just to put over Kenny and Kenny's the only one that could be appearing on both shows and all that, I'll, I'll be fucking pissed off. I'll be pissed off if they're just using it just for Kenny. But they're allowing AEW, like, AEW talents and M- Impact talents interacting and having crossover matches. I'll be actually interested in that. Like, I want to see Sue, I want to see Deanna versus Sheeta. Sue Young versus Abaddon. Like, yes. come on. I want to see, yeah. I want to see it. I will be actually be here for Taya Valkyrie versus Anna J. Yes. Fucking Jordan Grace versus fucking Big Swole. Yes. Like, you have dream matches out the ass you can do. Britt Baker versus like, I don't know, fucking name me someone, you know? The lady, I guess. No, fuck up, no. Kira Hogan. Okay, there you go. Like, I'll be here for that. I don't care for the remedial or the revival, whatever the hell y'all call it, FTR. Well, if they face Water City Machine Guns? Yes, I'll be here for that. (laughs) Like, that's a match of the year contender right there. Yeah, so I'll I'll be here for, I mean, you know, Generation Me 2.0 versus Water City Machine Guns all over again. I'll be here for that. Even though I don't care for them. Oh, Lord. So, I mean, I I don't care for Kenny, and I hope this thing is not just used to get Kenny over. I hope, my biggest hope is that they don't completely center impact around Kenny Omega. I mean, he's going to open or close the show. We know, like, I'm confident in that. He's not. Like, be prepared for that. Be prepared for that. But what I heard, he's not going to actually be at the, like, arena. It's going to be a video thing with him. And Don Kelly. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, to anyone who was actually looking forward to watching Impact what, for Kenny. The uh, legit thing is going to be Kenny in the arena with there's no fans there to like and like with the title. I, hey, I don't know, man. No, it was, it's, it's going to be a video thing. So don't be surprised if that's like when it happens. Right. So there you go. I mean, they, you know, I mean, they, he can only do so much, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, hey, they didn't say Kenny Omega would be on Impact. They just said, you'll find out what happened on, on Impact. Impact. Yeah. So it's not really false advertising. You know, we're going to find out what happened. If anything, Don Callis is going to come out and cut a promo. Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, that, that, that's something, I guess. I mean, I haven't, Don, Don Callis is like. There's sometimes where I like his work and I I think he's really good at what he does. There's sometimes I where care. I just, I, all you know. I want to see is the wrestlers. I do not care for these authority figures. Like I don't care for <laughs> yeah. Don Callis. Co- I don't care. I just want to see the wrestlers and see what the fuck they're doing. Exactly. I just want to see the women. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I just, want, yeah. I just want to see Jazz and Killer Kelly have another fucking match. Honestly, if, if it's what I really want. But you know. Yeah. That's it. It's, 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 it's going to be very interesting to see how Impact does, I, and this will be a test. It is, it's going to no, no, Asia. Here's sure. another thing. This this will be a test to see how much AEW is a draw. Yeah, because like, can they boost Impact? Can they boost Impact ratings? That's going to be the or big if thing. anything, is Kenny Omega a draw? Like people claim he is. Right. Like, Although, I mean, again, he's not going to be... I mean, he'll be on a video, but he won't actually be there. So. But still, people are tuning in to see him. So it's like... Right. To see what he's right. going to say. So so those ratings better fucking go up. I would hope they go up. Because, you know, like, if Kenny... I mean, because, you know, I mean, 
you're finally putting Kenny Omega in that top spot that you were gonna. They were eventually gonna do anyway. So let's let's see. And now the big test. I mean, I have not seen any resemblance of 2016, 2017 Kenny Omega anywhere. I I don't know where that Kenny Omega went. You let's know hope went? we can find it here. Well, where it went was. New Japan and that top level talent is way different compared mm-hmm. to AEW and the top level talent. Kenny Omega and you know what's also and, oh, and you know what's also different? Kenny Omega's hunger in which you know Kenny Omega in, in, New, in New Japan in New Japan Kenny Omega had to overcome a lot. He had to fucking like work for everything he fucking did. Not here. Kenny Omega has no competition over there in AEW. So of course he doesn't. he's going to be. Not on the same level that he was a couple of years ago. That because you know why he, he doesn't. He doesn't have over to. that in New Japan. He had what? Kota Ibushi. He had. Okada. You know, he had Okada. He had Naito. He had like all these guys. Like, I mean, he had Ghetto's like favorite New Japan boys. Like Okada was their John Cena. He had to overcome their John Cena. You know, so it's like shit. <laughs> I mean, and now you know he's an EVP. So basically, I mean, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. I mean, I've seen flashes of him in the ring where he has some good matches. I mean, his matches—I've seen his matches. His matches with Pop have been great. Really, really, it's when he's in the ring with other great talent. I haven't seen him actually push other great talent to great matches since New Japan. Ryan, if he is that good, that everyone claimed that he was in 2017, that everyone claimed that he is when he came to AEW, he wouldn't. It wouldn't be oh, you see flashes of greatness in him. It would be you see it consistently. You see it like 90 percent of the fucking time. It wouldn't be that oh, well maybe it well well well, if he faced this guy and then that guy and you know he goes back to Japan. It wouldn't be all this you know you see flashes of greatness bullshit argument. He would be have he he would have already had like five or six. Match of the year contenders by now, and he hasn't. The only one was with Pac. That's it. Like he had one great match. He had one. He had one really great match with Pac, and that was it. He's I don't even remember what date it was. I'd have to remember which one they had because it was only one of their matches where they really were well, great. Well, well, he's twenty heel now, so he'll be great then. Is he will? Oh, he'll turn. I'll say. I'll say that him as a heel is more natural now, especially yeah, with how like much of a dick he is, because no one likes him. Like, okay, so that still, we're not gonna like him regardless of a heel or face time. So it's like, you know, he's still gonna be mad. I don't like, we don't like him as a person now because, like, he's exposed himself hard lately. So it's like, that's not gonna change anything to me. He's still mad. Like, he, I just, I have not seen that hunger from him since then. And, you know, that's what I got into him so much for because I knew how much he wanted it and how how far he was willing to go. That's not the Kenny Omega I see now. He's he's on oh, top okay. of his own he's on top of his own company. Okay. And, but, but, and that does not impress me. Being on top of your own company does not impress me. Okada it's like, and when, it's like when Triple H it's like it's like when Triple H was like on his reign of terror. It's like oh oh great. Yeah Triple H is on top of the company that he's basically has a hand in whoopty fucking do. Okada and That's all of New Japan that. New Japan boys carried his ass. To be a star that y'all claim that he was then. That's what it is. And now he ain't no star now. And now they put the title on him, in which he's just what you need impact in order to feel special. You need Don Callis in order for you to feel special. Oh, that's sad. That's really you, sad. And I mean, at this point, it feels like he needs Dave Meltzer to feel special. Well, of course. Because he has to, because 
my thing is okay i have a i have a little story i have a little story here everyone started overrating uh, saying kenny omega's overrated the second dave Meltzer just fucking blew smoke up his ass with these star rating and shit really kenny, kenny, kenny could have just ignored that shit but he fucking leaned into it so fucking hard he yeah. basically like he basically like like He's believed his own fucking. He's believed his own hype with this Dave Meltzer bullshit, and that's what really pisses me off. It's just like it's just what like no like this is the different Kenny Omega like this is not no. Like, was, what you saying like Kenny Omega wasn't gonna be this what if he wasn't in New Japan? If he was in New Japan, he, he would got, actually still no. If he was in New Japan, he'd still have to fucking like actually try. But if you if he did not ever go to New Japan, he would have been like the way he is right now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, he dedicated his life to like Japanese wrestling and DDT. You know, he he again he tried to try out for the WWE. Like he was in like OVW, and, yeah, and we all know this, said, we all know no. the story with that because Bodemont fucking sucks. Yep, that too. Um, but you know, and he just decided to dedicate his life to J- Japan, and he worked his ass off, and like. I mean, hell, in Ring of Honor, he wasn't even that big of a star. Let's be fucking real. But, New, like, New Japan is where he, like, the cleaner gimmick and just all the stuff he was doing. The heat, like, him as a heel was really where it's at. And But even then, like, I don't I don't see it now. I don't see it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, the main thing... And we'll, we'll finally get off of this topic. I know you're ready to get off this topic as much as I am. Um, we'll have to see how impact numbers do. Yeah, let's see if King Omega is a draw, or you know, does he suck? Oh. Or, exactly. was he ne- or was he ever a draw to begin with? Or we are just hyping the shit up just to hype the shit up because y'all like that white man. I don't like that white man anymore. That ain't I've my been white told man. You about that white man. I've been told you about that white man that seems like he just can't cut his hair and just wear a fucking wig because <laughs> it's really the hair for you. The hair, it? like, no, his hair is bad. His hair is worse than Dolph Ziggler's. I'm sorry. Oh, probably not wrong. But uh, is it worse than when Dolph has it straight though? Actually, yeah. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Because Dolph Ziggler has that 2003 Triple H looking hair. Damn. Yeah. But um, let's get to a show that you much, well, I wouldn't say you much prefer over AEW because, uh, you know. Shopping lights, pedophiles, all that bullshit. Yeah. Um, thankfully, the pedophiles are gone for now, but, you know, NXT. For now, but it's like. I mean, I think, well, I, mean I, think, well, I think one of them is going to be back as one of those ghost faces. Mm. I, I'm telling you, when I when I saw that picture, one of those ghost faces, I'm telling you, is Austin Theory. Yeah, it's him, and that sucks. <laughs> that fucking sucks. But, but yeah, NXT. let's get to NXT, aka NXT. the Shotzi Blackheart Show, baby. Mm-hmm. And honestly, okay, I will say this right now: NXT has stepped up since the pedophiles have left, and. Yes. Well, have taken their breaks. And I feel yeah. like the whole product has gotten a little bit better. And there's one certain angle that we're going to get into that's very intriguing and very out of left field. Look, um, I, I am not watching NXT, but one thing I would tune in for is the whole Xia Lee 
boa thing they've been doing the last couple of weeks and it seems like there's this mystery, mystery entity that's in charge and like basically the boss of it all this week is what she got Like this is so good. Like I'm just so intrigued. Like who is it and what? Like what is we going saw, on? We what? Saw the face. Okay, so for the longest time, you thought it was gonna be Karen Q. Yeah. Because we hadn't seen her in a long time. We know she had an injury, and we know Karen Q and Zylee. And you know, like their May Young Classic match. We know the chemistry they had immediately together. Don't forget, Zia Lee versus Karen Q, that got one of the biggest pops of the, of the whole NYC. Yeah. Because they're like, they're, they're stand, like, just their chemistry together was fucking incredible. I, I can't even describe it. But we see this, um, you know, the rulers, like, you know, the, the boss face and everything. And it's like, like, who the fuck is it? Yeah, we haven't seen Karen Q in a while. Like, she's been injured for over a year. She got injured at the love event while tagging with Bianca Belair. So we haven't seen her in a while. She has not made her NXT debut at all. It's just, you know, the main classic thing and, you know, working at the Performance Center. So, like, and she does have some connections with um, Zia Lee, but it's, like, on one hand, I'm, like, 70% sure it's her. And then it's like, okay, could it be possibly Mako Satamora? Or could right. it be some other talent that NXT has signed? And I, and I mean, my God, like, if you ask me what I want it to be, I mean, any excuse to get me Mako on NXT, fucking do it. <laughs> Just do it. And it would fit, like, that boss kind of character that, like, I mean, it, it would be the ultimate payoff. Like, this, you know, this woman you don't want to fuck with, like, this dangerous, like, it would make sense if it's Mako, but when we yeah. see the video, it it's like, no, that can't be her. <laughs> you know? Whoever it is, it's so like... They're keeping it really you, mysterious. You, you you just can't tell because like but, they got makeup on. They got so much makeup on. Like the face. The eyes. The, the, the um, hair is covering it's their really, face. No, like it's, you, it's really the eyes. Yes. Like, I don't know if those are contacts or that's some kind of effect they got going. But that shit, that like, shit was the, the story is is that the person and everything that's tied to are like they're so sick of Zaya disappointing them and everything. Like Luke keeps continuing to lose. Like Zaya, she had to Zaya needed to win when she was competing and she just kept losing and kept losing. And so now it's being taken upon um the like the boss to train them to get better and to like go and win matches and actually restore honor. This is some Lucha Underground shit, man. This like, is this being, is shit you this is literally shit you would see on Lucha Underground. Like heavy training them and torturing them and, and getting them ready for like to, you know, restore honor back into them. So that seems like that's the story. But I'm actually interested who the fuck it is. Like and, we're gonna see like like with this angle, I would not be surprised if we see a murder. I, I wouldn't be either. I I, I mean, like, like this, like the, the production of it is like the, great. That, again, it reminded me, like, it, this is literally exactly what Lucha Underground was. Like, if you like this, you would like Lucha Underground. I'm not even joking. This is, it would remind me so much of it. 
like just the whole mafioso type feel, like just you know disappointing your like your clan, your like your the tribe or whatever. It's just oh my god, yeah, and it's just, it's great. It, you know, it almost reminds me of like this the vignettes when they were building up to Matunza's reveal, Matunza um, yeah. Cueto before you know Ultima Lucha Dose, where he just fucking destroyed everyone, like. What whoever this is gonna be, I cannot wait for this build up. And it's such a like and and I hated when like they posted on Twitter because this is right after the sting thing happened. So everyone yep. was just trolling their asses. Cause you know, this is what this is what AEW fans do, and it really just is so annoying to this day. Like they'll go to any NXT or any WWE post during AEW. And they'll be like, "We don't care. We're watching AEW." Well, if if you didn't care, you wouldn't be posting shit. So what the fuck are you doing? Like, just ignore them. Like, really? That's what the E does. They ignore AEW for the most part. You don't see, you don't see um WWE taking shots to AEW all that much. You don't see that. I mean, AEW there was one. Just- the only time they brought it up, it was in one of the greatest uh, things ever, and it was Sami Zayn. And I say for the most part, there's really just that. I, and, and let's be real, that was an iconic moment. Okay, it's just that. Meanwhile, being the elite, they take a shot every other fucking week, and then they do it on commentary, and then they do it on promos, and then, and then you got Jericho. It's like, it's all across the board. Well, and it's like, Jericho. Like, please, no one cares about, like, I don't care about Sting. I don't care for that man. Shut the fuck up, please. Y'all want to go die for that nostalgia? Go ahead. But when he takes another buckle bomb from Jimmy Tilly Ooh. Allen over there in AEW. What, what did you call Jimmy Tilly Allen. Jimmy Tilly Allen? Yes, over there. Because I don't know who those AEW motherfuckers are. I don't know them. Jimmy Tilly. Yes. Um... Were you thinking of Jimmy Havoc and you just Jimmy Havoc? I don't know. I just don't know anymore. I hope we never see Jimmy Havoc's ass again. Please. I just uh, don't know. But yeah, I'm like, very interested and it's like, dude, that is like a it's very a, great... It's such a fucking like... It's such a wild card for NXT that this is like they're one of the most intriguing things it's they have. so before. much like... Zia Lee with her acting and the character development and it's just how they're going to shape her going forward is just amazing to see. Like As, as right. much as Triple H is full of shit and we're going to get to Triple H later on, I feel like the product's getting better as far as like storylines go. Um, I feel, you know, I'm not talking about, I, I'm going to say, I feel like, for, I mean, and I'm going to regret saying this because I'm sure once Dream comes back and all that shit, it's going to get worse, but NXT has taken some steps lately. First of all, Shotzi Blackheart being the fucking focal point of the show is automatically an A+. Her segments have been no, gold. She no, can no. cut such great promos. It's unreal. Like, her baby face fire. The way she can, like, make you feel emotion for a fucking tank is just ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> like, once in a li- like I-, I-, I just see once-in-a-lifetime talent with Shotzi. Like, she is something special. Um, these vignettes with her and like uh, her teammates about like he- you know she's building this tank she's building all this you know heavy artillery and you get just you know Rhea comes in like hey you might need this and then Dana are you gonna join the team yes I am Dana and it's like it's just this so it's so cool it's so like yeah it's just like oh my god I can't even describe how great it is it's so um, it's so it's so it's so great it's so great um. 
honestly, one of the weakest parts of NXT lately has been the NXT World Champion. Finn Balor the pussy. Yeah, that promo he could. I, I know we talked about it forever before, but like, what the fuck? I don't know. I, I legit don't know. He's a pussy. Uh, okay. Good, good to know. Um, Pat McAfee. Did you Gold. see that Sam Punk tweet? No, I did not. He what basically said that Pat McAfee is the best promo in NXT and everyone else should be ashamed of themselves. He's like, right. He's right. He's right. Outside of Shotzi. But he's right. Pat McAfee is the best promo in NXT by a long shot. He is more entertaining, more like he oh my god. Like it's honestly embarrassing. Like it truly is. How Pat McAfee has just gotten this good this fast. Like, come on. Um but yeah, like just I fucking love it. I love NXT right now. I mean right now. No, 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 no. I still not. Cause like you know, epilepsy, and you yeah. know, pedo- and there's there's only a matter of time before they bring back the pedophile. Oh yeah, and that's why I'm saying right now because I'm ready to turn on that shit very quickly. Like I'm not gonna give triple nose my time of day anymore. Like nope. Oh no, and Triple H is still completely full of shit because um. You want to talk yeah. about that conference call? That conference call. You know, I listened to it yesterday, and I was like, okay, let's see. Does these interviewers? Are they actually scared to ask some certain things like the Drake Watts Canyon right supremacist shit that and they, they got were. going on? And they were. Are... They pussied out of that one. Yeah, they didn't ask about that. I was like, okay, okay. Like, um, are they going to ask him about Dream again and what was going on with him? Are they going to ask him just, you know, what's going on with Rhea Ripley? Is she going to? I'm sure. I, I'm sure. Him? I'm sure. At this point, Triple H told them like, no more Dream questions. Ever again, or I'm not leaving. <laughs> I'm not doing these. Well, okay. What about uh, what's his name? Theory, that one. I, I, no one's asked about him yet. No one's asked about him. So it's like. But they did ask him one thing. Yeah. So, and I was like, so someone I don't know which from which um, interviewing wrestling media person. But one of them asked him about, you know, the fact that Triple H a while back made a comment about why Charlotte did not eat the fall at In Your House, Takeover In Your House, where she lost the NXT Women's Championship to Io Shirai in that triple threat with her, Rhea, and, like, just those three. And, you know, what was Triple H's comment at the time was that from three to four months' time of that show, you're going to find out why she did not eat that fall. It's long-term storytelling. And so if you do the math, that means around Survivor Series time. So, like, around this month. So then it's around this month, and we have not figured it out yet. We have not seen it in dirty programming why Charlotte did not eat that fall. Why it has not come around full circle since then. Because, number one, of course, Charlotte is not on TV. Yeah, she's and, still on. She's, yeah. you know, she's teasing everyone on Twitter. Yeah, everyone wanting, like, majority of everyone wanting Charlotte to come back to go. Not me. This division. Not, Not me. Because I don't miss her. I don't miss her. But I understand why people do, because that division needs all the credibility it can get. But, like you said, you miss your beauty. I do too. 
Yeah. But the point is that, you know, Triple H said that around this time, we'll we'll be able to know why she did not eat that fall. And still, we don't know why the fuck she did not eat the fall. But his main point in that interview was that everything changed because of the pandemic, because of the Rona. Bullshit. And I'm like, okay, so... I was like, lol, of course. <laughs> the the easy excuse. The easy excuse. The easiest <laughs> ass excuse. And uh, I'm like, okay, he might have a point. But it's like, you, you, like you did not know the pandemic was, was going to still be around at this point, around Survivor Series time. You think the pandemic was still not going to affect the show? Was still not going to like, is he that dumb? Because the pandemic was around, like, it broke after, like, around WrestleMania time. And that's when they could not do certain things. Like, they had to change it all around. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah. like they had, like, they were having Charlotte on all three shows at one point. She was on Raw, SmackDown, <laughs> NXT. Yep. She was on SmackDown for the Sasha Bailey storyline. She was on Raw just to be on Raw, I guess. Mm-hmm. And she was NXT Women's Champion. It was the Charlotte era because, you know, Becky just left. And, you know, at the time, I'm sure they were like, well, Charlotte's going to be our replacement. And then Charlotte leaves, and then they're like, all right, fine, we're going to push Sasha and Bailey. <laughs> you know? But um, yeah. So it's been four months. I still don't fucking know. I don't know. What the it, it just goes into the tip of the hat of Triple H bullshit. Oh yeah, it's, it just goes into his collection. You know his his bullshitting when it comes to CM Punk. He's a weird cat, you know. Uh, Bullshit uh, with that whole we Ripley gained something from losing to Charlotte at WrestleMania. Bullshitted the whole China situation. Um, bullshitted when he said that we will find out how Roman Reigns is going to be writing out of the Wrestlemania thing this year. Oh, yeah! Yeah. I guess we found out because, well, maybe we found out when Roman came back and beat his ass and now, you know, there you go. Bullshitted with the whole dream thing during the conference call saying they didn't find anything. No, (laughs) it's not that y'all didn't find anything, it's that y'all didn't conduct a fucking investigation. Because it will be right there on fucking IG, just like everything fucking else. I mean, literally, the guy who outed Dream literally told everyone that he did not bother to even contact him. Yeah. And, I mean, he's trash, too, because we saw that whole group chat name, but, you know. Well, there was multiple fucking victims with that. That's just my thing. Oh, okay. So, maybe it wasn't him. I don't know. It, It just was, like... There was multiple. There was multiple victims with that whole dream thing. So maybe one of them could have been black, maybe, and they just put that name on there. I, look, I do not care about that. All I care about is dream. I care about right. the fuck what he did and the fact that yeah. Triple Nose and Shawn Michaels and all them want to protect that man, but yet, it's like it, it, it's just. And, but yet they will have him lose. And it's like, okay, we don't care about him losing. We just want him fucking gone out of our TV and be in jail. Like, do, do, they, they, do, do they think him losing is like them trying to like make us feel sorry for him? 
punish him? No, that's not punishing him. That's not I punish- want him. Oh, wait. Like, I don't know. I mean, even his, it, it's not even like with Matt Riddle. Like, because Matt Riddle's still, like, he's the same Matt Riddle as we saw in NXT as far as in the ring. Dream has just been washed. Dream is on that crack. That, no, that's that, like you said, it's that cocaine withdrawal. And I, I told you all from the very beginning, I saw the signs with him. When he I came swear back. I saw the signs of drugs with him. When he came back, like late last year. Like Except when I saw him back, I'm like, this dude's on drugs. This dude's on drugs. Like early this and, year when he came back? Like, and I had a feeling it was cocaine. And lo and behold, I mean, just fucking look, look. At a side by side of Velveteen Dream from you know 2019 to now, it's not the, even the same. I mean, it's the same person. It's just that man just aged about ten years. Yeah, you know, it's it's bad. But, you know, Triple H is always and forever will be full of shit. Yeah. Um. Fuck him. Forever. And I'm sure Tony is listening to this, uh, being very proud that we are destroying Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Um, you know, all that stuff. It's just, you know, the bullshit that this man puts through these conference calls and all that and not expect anyone to call him out on it is just quite funny. Like, That's quite funny. Like, and he wants to, I mean, he's gotten on Paul Heyman about being a liar. I mean, shit, look at you. I mean, I mean, I mean, Heyman's still worse. Cause, I mean, you haven't bounced checks, but still. Mm. And then oh my we also found one other thing that I was just, you know, I told y'all about when it came oh, to yeah. Survivor Series was that yep. he was now going to be at Survivor Series for one main thing, and that's because of the COVID and what's going on in the pandemic and the fact that you and know that going- party. Yeah, and that party. But I wanted. I mean, wait, did, did he? Wait, did he? Wait, did he, did, did he actually bring up the party? Well, no, not the party, but just still, you know, we just oh. knew that we knew the once that second or third outbreak happened in NXT, that was just gonna like no, like don't it wasn't gonna like but once like, they he, shut down, once they shut down Raw Underground, I was like, yeah, NXT is not gonna be at Survivor Series, and then lo and but, behold, that didn't happen. But y'all tired because y'all didn't get your Eel Shirai Sasha Banks Oscar match. Go play 2K19. <laughs> or if you want to torture yourself, play 2K20. Mm. Like, boo fucking who, you didn't get that bullshit. I don't even think Eos rise in the 2K19 game. So, yeah, you guys got to buy 2K20, unfortunately. Aw, well, I mean, they can, like, do the custom. Yeah, the custom. Yeah. But still, like, boo hoo. But, like, yeah, like, are y'all really surprised that NXT wasn't in the. And then you keep seeing how they keep having more outbreaks and then fight for select. Or they reported that, like, a top star in NXT has gotten COVID. Like, thankfully, they're not going to be on the NXT show or, like, NXT TakeOver. Like, they're not booked for that. But a top star in NXT caught COVID. I remember we tried to talk, we tried to talk about this. Did you, did you have an idea who it was that you told me? I don't know who it is. I, I have no the clue. Only, the only top star I can think of that is not booked on that show is the NXT champion. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's Finn. I don't want to say it's Finn, but like that's the that's I'm, I'm, that's the only one I can really go off of because I first of all, there's not really but, that many top stars on that brand. Let's be. Well, booked, Champa's booked. 
Rhea's booked. Um, those those three are not top stars. Valor is a top star. Yeah, and, and so he's I'm the only that. one that's not booked. That, so yeah, that's the so only that because that's my thing because there's not many top stars on that brand. And really, when I think top stars, first person I think of is Finn Balor. So it has to be him. We haven't seen him wrestle since. I mean, of course, the the whole Kyle O'Reilly match didn't help. Uh, you know, he had to like. Alan Cole's book because you know the war games thing. Yeah, exactly. So unless yeah, if there's like, unless if there's like some last minute replacement. Unless of like they, you know, and, like they, they they find a way to write them off, but I mean, <laughs> it's the Sunday, so yeah. So it's like, you know. yeah. But I'm not gonna say it's him, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's him. But my thing is that. Y'all were really surprised that NXT was not in the Survivor Series, and I want y'all right now with the Rumble. Here we go. Here we go. The next month, okay, in 2021, Rumble 2021. Don't be surprised if they're not even in the Rumble. Don't mm-hmm. be surprised if you don't see, you know, yeah. Rhea Ripley and Dakota Kai and all those other NXT women and then all those NXT men. You want to see Adam Cole in the Rumble? Don't be surprised if you don't. You want to see Gargano in the Rumble? No. You want to see Champ in the Rumble? No. Don't be yeah. surprised if WWE cuts the number from 30 to 20 just to make it more easier. The Don't be. Just don't. Because I'm telling you right now, if the, the way this corona thing is going and the pandemic and they and triple h actively said during that conference call they're trying to keep the main roster and nxt right now separate so therefore they don't have any more outbreaks and they don't have anyone catching the rona between the two brands i mean we could be going on lockdown soon for all we know actually apparently we're supposed to be going on lockdown i think next year I'm telling y'all, don't be surprised if you don't see NXT doing anything on the main roster anytime soon because of the moment and because of all these outbreaks is going on in NXT. And that will not break my heart. Don't be surprised you don't see the NXT women's title defended at WrestleMania. I mean, I was pretty sure that was only a one-time thing just to get Charlotte at WrestleMania. Exactly. That was not going to happen this year. Unless if they unless if they wanted to do the rematch, don't be like even then. Like just don't be surprised. You don't even see Charlotte NXT for the foreseeable right. future. Therefore, you know Triple H statement was just never going to happen. If like, anything, we'll world. get Char- If we do get Charlotte Rhea, it'll be for the Raw Women's title. Yeah, it'll be for the Raw Women's, not for the NXT one. So like, like I'm telling y'all right now, don't be surprised when this shit happens again at Rumble. Uh-huh. I don't want to see no tears when you don't somehow get Io Shirai doing a moonsault from in that Rumble thing. Don't don't be. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Don't be. Like, don't put your clown mask on. I hate And I won't even be heartbroken. I won't, I won't even be heartbroken for Shotzi because I think Shotzi was in the Rumble last this year, wasn't she? She was. She was. She was so there like you go. I already, have, I, already have my, I already have my fucking thing, so we're good. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we can make NXT predictions for TakeOver right now. Let's do it. Okay. Um, So, let's start with the Women's War Games one because I'm actually interested in that one. Team Shotzi. Well, I mean, let's just discuss everything leading up to it. So, you had basically starts with what Candace did to Shotzi. And ran yeah. over and destroyed her tank. Let's just be real. Candace started all of this. 
Yeah, it started off with all Candace. Fault. Yes, it started off with the Candace Shotzi feud. Like, but with all of these women, she pissed off all these women. Like, she's the reason for all of this. Yeah. Like, the Shotzi thing. Then the Ember... Th- and then, you know, I mean, the first the first thing was her whole feud with EO. Yeah. You know, we, I, I think we gotta start there. Um, you know, she feuded with EO. Which flopped. Like, yeah, it did. As, you, as we all knew it would. Um, you know, her history with Ember was, you know... Yeah. I don't... Okay, her history with Ember is a little more fuzzy. I know they they had a match, didn't they? They they had a match, and that was started the Tony Storm heel turn because like Tony yeah. turned after that match. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then she and got then, some history with Ripley. Yes. I mean, they were the the I mean, go to last year's War Games. They were the remaining two. Yep. They were the like they were the two that were like the survivors, and they were fighting. You know, by themselves against you know Team Shana. Yep. So you have that history already. Mm-hmm. Um, my like it's, but it's all Candace's fault. This is all Candace's fault. And like Jarvaris has been saying, Candace LeRae is dumbass in character. She's dumb. She's dumb. She's a fucking loser. Like she's improved a little bit. But... Oh, her as far as like her work goes, yes, her promos have gotten better. I mean, her again, it's the Shotzi feud. I feel like anyone you put anyone near Shotzi, they're gonna get better. Yes, I feel like she's like, I mean, they lost Bianca. I feel like she's kind of that Bianca right now because anyone you put her with, she puts on bangers every time. Every, every time. time, she's that bitch. Has been that bitch. Always will be that bitch. Halloween Havoc was not, you know, the face of Halloween Havoc was not Io Shirai or Finn Balor. It was Shotzi. Shotzi was the star of Halloween Havoc. She's been. I don't care. Anyone say, I don't care. If you, want, you, want, you want to say Io? You want? If you want to say Io Shirai was the star? No. You want to say anyone else's star? No. It was that show was Shotzi's show. She's it was been, her. She's been that bitch for over a year now since. Coming in and debuting against Bianca Belair. She's and- she's basically the uncrowned face of the promotion right now. She's the uncrowned. I'm sorry. She made a I mean, she made a fucking NXT this week. She's the uncrowned um, face of the women's division. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's not EO. It's not EO. I'm sorry. As good as her matches are, it's not EO. It's Shotzi. People are talking about Shotzi. They're not talking about Io Shirai. I mean, they talk yeah, about, I said it. They talk about Io Shirai, but it's like Shotzi is a clip. They, they 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 talk about oh dream match, dream match. Oh this match. They don't talk about her segments. They don't talk about her underwater segments. They don't talk about her story. They don't talk about any like storytelling with her. They don't. They talk about her matches and her in ring ability. That's it. They talk about Shotzi for her like her personality, for her in ring work, whether she's gonna die in the ring or not. Like her, like Shotzi's can't miss TV. Whether it's exactly on the tank, from what she does in the ring, how like it's just everything she fucking does. Like she went from having a great debut with Bianca Belair to the stuff she was doing with Shayna to all the great, like all the great bangers, and whether she's gonna 
like have all these crazy bumps and then the tank she comes out with and then the vignettes they've been doing with her is just everything she does is just top notch. Her acting, yeah, her acting her, ability, her, acting, her promos, just everything she does is just top notch material that I just see her way above the NXT women's division at this point. And that she's, she's grown and she's outgrowing the NXT brand. She, you know, who she reminds me of when they were outgrowing the NXT brand, Keith Lee. Reminds me of Keith. Like, you know, at one point I felt like Keith Lee was bigger than NXT. Like, no one is touching her in my eyes in that division right now. No one. Not Dakota Kai. Not Ember Moon. Not Il Shirai. Not Kansai. No one. She's above them. Above all. She has a bright future above all of them. If I'm being honest, she's above, to me, she's above most people on the main roster, too. Yeah, she is. Most. Not all of them, but most. She is like she's not like she's not above Sa- Sasha, not Bailey, not Bianca, but she's and up not there. Oscar. She's but there. she's fucking up there. And as far as booking goes, it, I mean, it, she's it getting better. She's, I mean, I'll say this: her booking has been way better than Sasha Banks lately. I mean, of course, <laughs> and and better than Oscar's, of course. But it's like, like as far as like as far as like white hot women in the company, to me it's just Bailey and Bianca that overshadow her right now. But it's like she just she's just herself and she just does well the fuck she does in the ring and we all just scared for her, but it's like she I just love everything she does. Okay. There's only a few nitpicks I have, like that one move she does when she does the DDT on the apron and it's like when she did to Bianca, yeah. that was good. But like other times she's done it recently. I'm like, it's it's if anything, it just hurts. It feel like it hurts her more than the opponent she's doing yeah. it towards. So it's like that's something. Which I mean again, that, that gave me them Jeff Hardy vibes again, you know. Yeah. That dumb but shit. Like, she does that dumb shit sometimes, like, man. I will say. Yeah, like she's high risk sloppy, but I like it. I mean, she's high-risk sloppy, but when she does the technical shit, she's not sloppy at all. She knows what she's doing yeah, in the ring. I'm not questioning at all, because at the end of the day, she like gets that shit done, and she has me hooked no matter what. But it's like, I, I just like it. I just. I mean, there are some times where I look at Shotzi, and I'm like, girl, please. Yeah. You don't have to do that. That that fucking coffin drop to the outside where she damn near landed. Like, she basically landed on her head. Yeah. Like, how she never got hurt from that, I don't know. I, don't know. I do not know how she didn't get hurt from it. I don't know. But, yeah. It's one of the scariest falls I've seen in, like, in recent recent times, honestly. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but, Shotzi's great. I mean, again, she's got the, the Jeff Hardy jeans. Yeah. And if she continues this way and she does not get hurt, she's going to have a bright future ahead of her. And I just can't wait to see what else she does next after War Games. Um, we have Shotzi Blackheart, Ember Moon, or Mama Moon. Oh, fuck off! Ember looked. Um, I she didn't do that stupid makeup this week, so she actually looked good this week. Um, I'm gonna just say this: when, when Ember just when Ember just came out in the street clothes and shit, it's like she actually looked cool. Like this other look she has going on with the makeup and shit is just not cool. Ember Moon has know. not impressed me since coming back to NXT. I'm gonna just keep that a stack. Other than her in-ring stuff, that's it. Yeah, just but and like, even then, we we already knew we already we already knew she was great in the ring. Exactly. So, you know. so it's like okay, outside of that, it's like her promos are ass. 
the, the she don't have no pack she ass. don't have no personality. She don't have no new character. It's just she's just ass outside that fucking ring. I'm sorry, she's cringy. She's Corny. basically NXT's female ricochet. There's no new version of Ember Moon for me to get invested into. The same Ember Moon before she got injured, if not cornier. Oh my god, no! Actually, I can't even say Ricochet because actually Ricochet cut a better promo that one time than Ember's cut in her entire NXT run. And that's sad. That's fucking. When you're getting outdone by Rico, shit. That is sad. On the mic. Jesus. I mean, I mean. Look, I would. Think, I was gonna I say think, at least I he's would... not calling himself Daddy Ricochet. I would think you know she's gonna improve in the next couple of months, and eventually once she gets there. Il Shirai in the title scene, but I, I, mm, mm. like I mean, Candice, I mean, Candice is sort of improving, so you know, but even then, I, I, I can't remember. I always gave Candice somewhat of an like somewhat of leeway because it was the first well, time she ever one, played a Candace heel. Candice actually has a character, or some, yeah, or some form of edge. Somewhat. Like Candice's problem wasn't like she can't. Like go on the mic. Mainly, it's just she was always tied to Gargano. Mm-hmm. Uh, take it from someone who's watched her promos during her career. But I wouldn't say Candace. Uh. I, I wouldn't say Candace has worse promos than Ember Moon. It's just they're just they. No, no, I won't go there. Either. Ember has worse promos than Candice, right? Yes, yes. And I feel like Candace actually okay. has gotten better on the mic. She she has gotten better. Uh, she's definitely gotten better. She's way better than she was on the indies, and way better than she was when she first turned heel. I'll say Ember, that right now. For sure. Like she had has not gotten time, any better. Ember had all that time doing her injury to get to work on the mic, and like especially when she was on Dirty backstage all that time, she had all that time to get better, and she hasn't. She no, she even mentioned it. She was in contact with Edge. <sighs> I mean, that was mostly about her injury stuff. And uh, first of all, Edge is awesome because uh, apparently Edge reached out to her. Yeah, he helped her. Which is super he fucking cool. Like, helped her when it comes to her injury. And I was like, okay, that's great for him. You know, it's good that she's performing again. But I'm like, girl, you had all that time to improve your character work, improve on the mic, improve when it comes to her personality or like all that stuff. And you didn't. All you were worried about was just going back to NXT because. I guess you're afraid to flop on the main roster again, but you're flopping the NXT right now, so it's like, girl. That's what. That's why I kind of forgave it with Finn Balor. And because he... Finn actually did great stuff in NXT. Yeah. The second he came to NXT, like he actually felt like a big star and actually was doing good stuff. I don't know what he's doing right now, but you know he was doing great stuff. He's doing nothing right now besides calling himself a pussy. That's what he's doing. Uh, the kitty cat in his litter. <laughs> Meow. Get out his kitty litter. Oh my god, is he gonna team with Natalia? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Amber Moon is not impressing me. Or Mama Moon, she keeps calling herself a mama. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> stop. It's stop just... calling yourself mama. It's, it's it's cringe when the WWE tries to do that shit with Becky Lynch. And it's cringe when you do it for yourself. Well, she Stop just has it. no, like, girl, get a personality. Like, what, Please. Like, what makes you a mama that, you know, everyone's trying to, I, I don't, like, I don't, I, I don't. Is she going to, is she going to, like, burp them and spank them I in the ring or something? I don't know. It's do? one thing when Shotzi calls herself daddy or, you know, Sonya Deville does it, because actually. Because, 
their daddy. That's a different. There's an energy to that. Yeah, that means like Infamoon has no big energy. dick energy. It's big dick energy. Infamoon has no energy beyond being a fucking cornball with stand up comedy. If you have big, if you have big dick energy, you can call yourself daddy. Like she has, okay. she has worse comedy t- jokes than Dolph Ziggler. Jesus, and that's bad because I've I've heard a Dolph Ziggler stand up. Mm. Like it's try hard shit, and therefore it comes up corny and lame, and then it makes her look bad, and then she wants to go cry on her Twitch stream. But yet she wanted to go <laughs> criticize others when it came to winning titles. But yet NXT and herself included had already devalued her within the little. Hey. And now she's what's just, that word again? I mean, what, what, what's that word again? What's that word again? What, devalued. Devalued. I mean, Shotzi. Devalued. Shotzi eclipsed her. Io Shirai is eclipsing her. Cancelay is eclipsing her. I mean, let's see how Tony Storm does. But I don't feel like I feel like Tony will eclipse her within his heel turn that Ember is doing right now. Like, and you know why? And it pisses me off because everyone's saying Tony shouldn't have turned heel when the story of her in NXT UK and here all called for her turning heel. heel but turn. Ember Moon is. But no. But here's my thing. Ember Moon is so bad as a babyface. They're saying it was the wrong move to turn Tony heel because Ember is just that fucking bad at her job. A heel turn was not going to say Ember Moon because she don't have the person. Thank you. She does not have the personality. Like the a heel turn was not going to make her mic skills better. A heel turn was not going to all of a sudden give her charisma. A heel turn was not going to all of a sudden make her it because she don't Thank have you. it within herself without the heel turn. So all of a sudden you. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't help. Asia, it, it didn't it, at the beginning. It didn't help Candice LeRae. Let's be real. It didn't help out Candice. Ember Moon does not get how to be a fucking sports entertainer. Heel turn or no heel turn, she don't. She didn't get it when she got on the main roster. She didn't get it when she came when she was Damn. on the on the um when she was injured. She didn't get it when she was on dirty backstage. She didn't get it when she came back. She don't get it. Period. Point blank. But, but I, I would have thought, seeing as how she was trained by a great sports entertainer, mm. that she would know some of this stuff. No, she don't. And he, no, she don't. And that's something. No, she don't. So Booker T, that good of a job. So. Yeah, She's just, she's just, she's just a basic bitch to me. Like, but let's see what she can do and what she's gonna do in this fucking war games match. Um, you got real. Yeah, at least she's, I mean, at least she, at least she's not, at least she's not a crybaby on Twitter anymore. Hey, for now. Mm. Then you got Rhea Ripley. Yes. Who had that match with Io Shirai um a couple of weeks back, and everyone thought she was gonna get called Great. up. And then, you know, people believe that one rumor that she was going to be on Survivor Series and Team SmackDown and all that shit. And I was like, y'all fucking dumb. I have, a, I have a quick question. I don't think we talked about it. Was that Rhea's best singles match today? <sighs> this, this year? I'm, I'm talking ever. Sing, I'm, ta- I'm talking purely singles. So not war games. Not like um, she go. She went one on one with Sasha Banks one time, didn't she? No, not one on one. Like, if you're okay. talking about the Survivor Series thing, no. But then, when then, when they on SmackDown too? 
that was they had a match that was a triple threat with Charlotte. Oh, okay. So yeah. yeah. Um I I would say I think this might be Rhea's best singles match today. Yeah, I'll probably agree with that. Yeah. Because I can't think of another one. So mm-hmm. maybe her match with Mercedes at the steel cage? Yeah. Down to those two, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But overall, the thing with Rhea Ripley is that everyone's expecting her to get called up. Everyone was expecting it yeah. after she lost the EO. And I was like, don't don't be surprised. She appeared on NXT afterwards. And guess what? She did. And then she was like, I'm here to stay. I'm going to stay in NXT. And I'm going to still go after the NXT Women's Championship. And I was like... <laughs> and like... Do you think she's still going to be in NXT after War Games? I At first, I didn't think she was... I thought this would be her send-off match. But with what Rhea said in that promo and with how I'm predicting this match going, I don't see, I don't know. I don't think she might be doing one more, one more program. I don't know with the way they talked about it. She might be doing something else unless if Vince, you know, decides to be like, no, damn it. We want Rhea call her up now. Um, She might be doing more stuff. She might actually go after the women's title. She might have that one more match with EO before, um, she leaves. Yeah, I don't, I don't, think, one more I don't think she's going to get called up until at least early next Rumble year. Rumble time. Oh, yeah, at least early next year. I think she's staying down there for a little bit longer. Rumble time. Now, the most I ask maybe, maybe, maybe she'll be the only NXT talent to be in the Rumble. Yeah, maybe. But, like, the most I ask is for you not to have a feud with Tony Storm. Please, for the love of God. Do not let those. Yeah, no, match. we do not need that I match. Am... Also, don't have her. Also, don't have her win the damn thing. Yeah, that. Because if she, if Rhea does show up in the Rumble, I ooh, because I, I again, I'm predicting Bianca, but Rhea could have a chance of winning. Yeah, that I'm Rumble. gonna keep my eye out. On, my thing is, is either Bianca for SmackDown for Raw, it could be Charlotte if she comes back by then, and then NXT it could be Rhea. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. I mean, I'm just surprised Charlotte's not back yet, and I'm surprised she's not women's champion. Yet. The rumor was when she initially was like, when she initially took the break, was that she was going to be gone all the way to the Rumble. Now it's like, ain't no way. But the link, the, with the way things are panning out, I can easily see it now. She, it's looking like it. Like, I was like, damn, she's been gone for like, what, five months now? No. Oh my God. If she comes back to the Rumble, don't have her. If I, she, I, still, if, I, still I, think, I can, I, still I no, I cannot have her be the first two-time I Rumble winner. See her, for the win. I can still see her, like you know, winning the title off of Oscar at the Rumble, but I wouldn't be surprised if she's in the Rumble. Right, but anyways, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you. Yeah, but still, um, yeah, I'm not all that much interested in Rhea Ripley beyond calling her up and putting her on Raw because anything to get away from that Lana story, I'm here for it. Oh, yeah. And then Il Shirai. I don't care for her. I don't care if she's going to do another oh. moonsault off the cage. We just saw it in the first one. I don't care. Like, she's just an afterthought to me who just happens to be NXT Women's Champion. And happens, to have really good, and happens to have good matches. Which barely get any build. And then she got, and like, you know, she got the seizure-ass entrance. Like, eh. Alright. I don't know why take, and please take it take it away from Tony too, please. All I know is that, you know, I don't know why it took so long for them to announce she was gonna be in the 
team. It's like we all know she's gonna the be suspense. on the team. What suspense? <laughs> you just know she's gonna be in it. It wasn't like Charlotte's gonna be on it. It wasn't like you no know, Stadies Martin. Like I wanted my Stadies Martin to be be on it, but after last week, once they attacked EO, I was like, yeah, she's gonna be on the team. So why not just announce it already? Like stop bullshitting. Exactly. Like okay. And then you got team. I mean, it's a pretty. I mean, it's a pretty, pretty badass looking team, though. Yeah, but that you're not topping the one that Shayna had last year with Bianca, Kaylee Ray, Io Shirai, and you know, oh. you're not topping that. Like none of these teams oh. right here are topping that shit. And they and that team should have won Ooh. last year, but you know, nevertheless. And then you got Cancel Ray, who I said has been proving, and she started this whole thing. Dakota Kai, um, the way she has dropped off completely is sad, you know. That's just sad. Wait, who? Dakota. Dakota Kai. Yeah, like, she should have been called. She should have been called. She up should now. be called up out the war games. Her and I guess yeah. you got to uh, I guess Mag- it would be. I mean, it would be poetic because you know last year war games when she turned heel. Yeah, like, but I feel like she needs a great performance because the Edo few did not do anything for her. That Edo match did not do anything for her, and it wasn't no fault of Dakota. Mm-hmm. It's just. That yeah. that match did, didn't do anything. It did not elevate her to the next level as as it should have. Mm-hmm. She's just there now, just losing and just putting everyone else over and not really doing all that much beyond just standing there and just you know serving. But yeah, and then you got Maga Kale. <clears throat> Moving on, and then you got Tony Stone who just recently turned heel. Yeah, and like. People should not be surprised that she turned heel. She was saying for the longest time, you're going to see a brand new Tony, Tony Storm when she came back. Oh, my God. I just saw something. What? What if she finally does the one thing you've been waiting for her to do? She's, she's, I, because it's one, she won pants on NXT. She's been wearing pants. Oh, <gasps> well, yeah, she, she, did. she did. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if she won <gasps> pants. If, that, if that's the case, then, yeah, Tony is full-blown heel. And, you know... But, but I mean, but she hasn't she hasn't competed as a heel yet. That's the thing. Okay, let's see. Does she? So she might still have the the short shorts. Yeah. So we'll see. So yeah, that's your two. Things. But if she wears pants, I can't wait for Twitter to cry. So yeah, those are the teams, and the most I'm looking forward to within this match is Shotzi doing crazy shit. I know Ember's gonna do an eclipse yes. off like off of like something. Like, or at the cage, yeah. Either, either off the cage or off of one of the like turnbuckles. EO's gonna do a moon song. Yeah. I don't care for Rhea all that much, but I know she's gonna bring the intensity. Rhea, Rhea will probably do like a, um, if they get a table, she can maybe do another, uh, Riptide off the, uh, cage. Yeah. There's gonna be a lot of crazy stuff. They, Dakota, if they let Dakota, if they let Dakota really shine, it's gonna be great. Yeah. Um, Basically, Team Shotzi should win, and she should get the winning fall. Yes. I mean, uh, the last time we had a super stacked team was Team SmackDown this year, and we know what happened there. Well, Don't fuck it up, NXT. You have a super stacked babyface team. You could have a super stacked team last year with, you know, Team Shayna, and they lost because, you know, we really push. God, they always have the best teams lose. Well, it's all depending <laughs> on who they're gonna push next. So I think it have to be yeah. Shotzi team. Shotzi. I mean, if they're if they're any way and, and smart, you know, you got, Shotzi. You gotta put Shotzi. Come I on. mean, Shotzi and you know EO. She's the current champion that they're like 
that's been a winning and winning and winning yeah. lately. So yeah. And Rhea. And Rhea. Yeah. Like who who on the who on the heel team do you really see them like wanting to push hard? Tony. Mm, yeah. And maybe Raquel. Fuck that. <laughs> so yeah, it's just mainly that. But like, so then you get to these other matches. Dex Lumas, Cammy, um, Cameron Grimes. I don't care for that, but I guess. I don't care. I'll De- predict Dexter Lumis. Dexter Lumis. To predict Dexter Lumis. Timmy Thatcher. Timmy Thatcher versus Tommaso Ciampa. Been, I really hope Thatcher wins. They've been having Thatcher lose a bit, and I'm like, why y'all doing that to that man? He's bullshit. Because like his segment. His segments are so good. Like his train, like the way he trains his like uh, students is so great. You saw that segment where he was like, "Smile." <laughs> was like it's one thing he lost against Finn Balor because, like you know, I get that. Finn Balor, you had like they had him tap out. Champa is ice cold. No one gives a fuck about Champa today. No one. Ice cold. No, like no one's screaming for that man. No one is watching NXT for that man. No one's watching NXT for Blue Lives Matter Champa. Nobody. And now he's going with this whole, like, back in my day, like, you know, I'm one of the last of a dying break. Like, fuck off. Shut up. Okay, shut up and just retire. Retire, dude. Please. Fuck off. He's just, I don't know. He's lost all of his magic at this point. It's not even just because he's Blue Lives Matter. I just don't care. Like, he's just nothing to him anymore. Nothing. Uh, What else? Mm-hmm. And then we have Leon Ruff defending the North American title against yes. John Gargano and Damian Priest. Now, this might be the most controversial match as far as predictions because I've heard a lot of different predictions. Tony says that she thinks Leon Ruff's going to go after the Cruiserweight title, so he's going to drop it here. Yeah. Uh, Javaris, I think, thinks Leon Ruff might win it. I think we the way they're building the way that oh what I think Leon's retaining and it's gonna be because <gasps> Gargano and Damien's gonna have all um like they're gonna go at it and Leon is gonna capitalize and prove that he is not a joke. I think they have a great story they, with Leon Ruff. Doing- he, and and when I talked about how great NXT is, I forgot to bring up the Leon Ruff story. I love what they're doing he's, with him. He's going to prove on Sunday that he's not a joke, and that's going to be part of it is that he's retaining. Like, he's going to put on this great fight. Gargano and Damien's going to go at it for a bit, and then Leon's going to capitalize. And it's, it, it's been a... Yeah. Yeah. Like... It's just, it's been a long time since we've had, like, the whole... In fact, the last time I can remember it was, was, remember when Santino, like, remember he was just a fan in the crowd, and, like, he just won the IC title just like that, and they did, like, the Milan Miracle thing? I don't remember another one like this since then. Like, especially because the North American title has always been held by, like, future main eventers, right? Like, the first one was Adam Cole, then it was Ricochet, then it was, like, you know, all these guys. And then this, this... This kid just comes in and just wins the title out of nowhere, and he's keeping it. And it, it to me, it's brought new life to this title. Like I think it's brought like new life to the belt. Um, Leon, like every everyone praises him so hard. Shotzi, like like Shotzi said, she cried when he won the title. Mm-hmm. Like um, he had, he's just he's such a good baby face. He has such yeah. good like he's very likable yes. in the ring. 
And and Tony had the best analogy. He is the Jerry to everyone's Tom. Yes. The way he moves around the ring and just evades people, it's very like we don't see that much often anymore. Like it feels really fresh and like now Damian Priest has been now this, uh, I feel like Damian's pretty- now this uh-huh. like the Leon Ruff thing is how they should be treating the Lana thing on Raw. Ooh. It should. It's how they should be, cause like again, it started off off a joke, and like it, you shouldn't be taking this dude seriously, but he's actually standing up and legit going at it toe to toe with Gargano and Damian Priest. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Lana, she just keeps continuing to get her ass put through tables and she's lucking her way into winning. Like again, Leon, he was lucking his way into winning because of Damian Priest. But Lana is like she has no credibility. She she is not like, oh, she's coming close to winning. It's like she just continues to get her ass whooped and then she just lucks her way into winning. She just stood there fucking survivor series and she just lucked her way into Soul Survivor. It's like Last month, last Monday might have been the closest we've seen to Lana actually putting effort and like actually coming close. Yeah. Cause Lana, cause remember, like the whole swollen ankle thing, she kept going. Like she actually was trying to win the match. But, you know, that, like, we've only seen it once. Every other time, it's just, you know, like you said, she walks her way. With Leon, he, like, I mean, he's not tougher than everyone. He's not like bigger or stronger, but he's, he's elusive. He can just, you know, like it's just really good to see, you know, and and since it is a triple threat match, you know, it's more likely for Leon Ruff to find a way to get like a not a fluke win, but you know, like kind of a lucky win. Yeah, because Damian Priest is still treating Leon, and you have to think something's gonna happen with uh, Damian Priest because Damian Priest, he's now I'm really getting intrigued to his character because like. First of all, the man is just a badass. Like, I mean, that segment where he was just like backstage and everyone was trying to stop him and he just beat the shit out of everyone, that was great. But, you know, you have to think this whole Leon Ruff, Damian Priest kind of thing might, you know, because they're still cool now, right? Yeah. For like, they, like Leon, who knows how that Leon could slapped him that one time and like, you know, he wants him to take him seriously. Mm-hmm. Because Damien kind of sees him as like, oh, well, that's cute. Because remember, Damien Priest just used him to basically embarrass Gargano. You know? And now that we talked about Gargano, he's... I guess we're actually going to have a legit stable. The Gargano family. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, and... I wouldn't be surprised if Gargano wins it because of those goons, though. So long. I think... Yeah, you know what? No, I'm I'm predict because um, yeah, Gargano wins. I think Gargano he wins. Uh, yeah, uh, the only thing I'm sure of is Damon Damon Priest is not. Winning, yeah, I'm, so. yeah, for sure of that. Is either Gargano gets it Priest not winning or Leon for some way he retains. But I think now I'm leaning towards Gargano getting it. I'm you know Gargano's winning it because yeah, because even like I I mean I want Leon to win, but like how far can you really go with this? But, I mean, you could go far, but, like, eventually he has to lose it. And, like, the only way, other way they can have Leon retain is if you have Priest turn heel on Leon Ruff. You know what I mean? Like, Priest finally has enough. I can see that. Like, he, he realizes that Leon's not a joke, so he's going to beat the shit out of him. You know, and Priest is the one to actually 
take that title, become a two-time North American champion. I can see that happening too. But if Gargano's going to have this new stable, you have to have it have some kind of credibility. You know? It has to have some kind of credibility, especially if you're going to debut two new signings um, to the Performance Center. Yeah. Who, I mean, let's be real, two of those goons we're predicting right now, it's Wentz and it's Desmond Xavier. It's the Rascals. I mean, it might not be them, but I think it's going to be the Rascals. And, unfortunately, Austin Theory. Is it three of them or just two of them? The, you saw the picture. Um, there were three ghost faces. Three? I thought it was just two. Holy shit! I'll show you. I'll show you right now. Hold up. They keep talking, yeah. Hold I on. mean, um. The third one could be Indy Hartwell. No, because she's already she's revealed. So what's the point of doing it? Yeah, that's true. She's already revealed, true. so it's like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she hasn't put on the ghost face thing since. She's been putting on a fucking neck brace. <laughs> because, you know, the eclipse is somehow now going to injure people. And fuck up your I head. Mean, I mean, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with them kind of legitimizing a finisher. The I'm fact that it's cool taking this long, though... Yeah, and it kind of makes Indy look weak as hell, too. So, like, yeah. That's just... I can see going either way. And then you got Undisputed Era versus Pat McAfee team. Yes. Um, Undisputed Era wins. Well, mm-hmm. I want to pat. Okay. I don't want. No, we shouldn't stay that long on this. I'm going to say Pat McAfee team wins. Yeah, no, actually, you know what? Oh, man, this is tough. But I think Pat does. If you really want to legitimize Pat McAfee as a player in NXT, you need to have him win this. Imagine the reaction. Pat McAfee. And I want, you know, I want him to pin Adam Cole. I want him to pin Adam Cole. I want, like,. And I want Pat McAfee to just talk about his win and be the most obnoxious motherfucker for weeks on NXT. I, I no, yeah, Team McAfee should win this. I just don't care uh, for that, for you know, underwhelming error and all that stuff. And you know, people screaming the, to me now, they're baby faces, they're baby faces. I'm sorry, they're always going to be heels to me because they always terrorize the NXT division. They're still terrorizing the NXT division, the NXT brand. They're still there, like, move the fuck on. By terrorize, you mean they're boring and you don't like them? I mean, they were, they've been heels for the longest time. And just because some other whiteys are attacking them. And took them out. Now I'm supposed to sympathize for these. Yeah, and gave them a taste of their own medicine. Like now I'm supposed to sympathize. Like they're doing the same shit y'all doing, but now y'all offended and hurt. And because he called one of y'all short, and then he and then they got Pete Dunn, <laughs> and y'all took the Pete Dunn to help y'all when y'all fucked him over so many times. It's like now I'm supposed to sympathize for y'all. No, fuck them. Fuck all y'all. Even Kyle. Fuck him too. 
So, you know, I, mm-hmm. hope, I hope Pat, you know, Pat team wins, but I won't be surprised under underwhelming era wins because it's underwhelming era and Triple H likes them so fucking much. So it's like, you know, either right. way. And they want the big baby. But no, because like you already have the baby faces, I think, in the women's match going over. So have McAfee's team win and have McAfee brag about this for years. And you can blow this off in one more singles match between McAfee and Cole. Have it be like some kind of hardcore match and just like, you can have Cole win that one. Because remember, Cole beat McAfee one-on-one, but McAfee has more of an advantage now because he has the other three near him. Mm-hmm. And he's crafty. I think he can find a way. And besides, I know Spirit Error, they're not like undefeated in war games. They um, they lost at one. They, they they won the first one, right? Yeah, the 2017 yeah. one they won. Yeah. But they, they, they lost, they lost um, the one ahead. 2018. Yes. And 2019. Right? Because the I, I know they lost twenty nineteen. They lost twenty nineteen because the champa like put Cole through the table. And you know Kevin Owens was there. Yeah, yeah. So they lost twenty eighteen. I don't even remember. Let me go check. I'm on Wikipedia right now. Um, oh, I, I they. Yeah, they lost twenty eighteen. So they lost two in a row. So there you go. Yeah. All right. Make it one and three. I mean, they're still the king of the War Games match because, you know, again, like, you know, they've been in all of them. But I think... Because McAfee... I mean, McAfee has gotten the upper hand. He always gets the upper hand on TV. You notice that, right? Yeah. But never... But he, he hasn't... Got, he didn't get the one up on Cole on the takeover. Maybe it'll be the same thing here. Maybe it's like, we keep getting the upper hand on TV, but they keep losing on TV. Um... But since I love Pat McAfee so much, I'm going to say Pat McAfee's team wins, but I will not be surprised when Spirit wins at all. Mm-hmm. Especially if they really want to, like, like really drive home that Undisputed Era is the best faction in NXT history and all, but this, they all this shit. Drove, they already drove it home with um, when they won Been all, holding the, all titles, the gold. When they won all the yeah. gold and, like, been dominating. So it's like, what is one it's more of like this is more of like who we who we think should win versus what you think triple h is gonna do because we know like maxi's team should win this unless if like because here's the thing do you think this is the end of the feud mm-hmm. here's the thing do you think that really the, it depends on this if this know. is the end of the feud if it is then undisputed is win. But no, I don't, it, I don't think I don't think this will be the end of the feud. No. Okay, then then McAfee's team has to win because if Undisputed Era's team wins, there's no point in doing other feud. There's no point in continuing this. Is there? I mean, that's a point because you still have Undisputed Era chase. I guess for the time, but like, you know, like I don't like if you really want to drive home that Adam Cole. Is a baby face and all that still have them chase until they finally beat um that team. I, I don't know. Either way, you know, I'm not gonna check yeah. for that. I'm not exactly. watching Jake over on Sunday. I'm yeah. watching TV through the shoots for one match and one <laughs> match. Dirty is like I was like, fuck TV to the troops, fuck the troops and all that shit. And Dirty like, okay, we're gonna have three of your faves in the same ring, two of them teaming up against the other one in Italia. And I'm like, fuck me. Yes, give it to me. Fine. Okay. And I'm like, thank you. 
Like, I want that shit. Like, the legit best versus the captain in the boat. <laughs> versus the Titanic? <laughs> Please. <laughs> but, uh, yes. I- I'm so happy for you. I'm happy for you and Tony. The Bianca agenda worked. Uh, life is good. They're gonna make magic together. It's gonna be amazing. Oh, man. But that's, that's takeover, and we have... Uh, 50 seconds left on this thing. Yeah, so, you know, um, I mean, we're going to do another one after SmackDown. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Because we got more to talk about, guys. We got more to talk about. Yeah. So, so yeah. But I had a lot of fun chatting with you, Asia, as always. You're the best. Uh, I know I am. Yay! <laughs> uh, so, right, we'll see I'll you guys for part... Uh-huh. Yeah, 